Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and I hope you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to accelerate the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. So today I'm here at Green Cities, the S-moving event in the vibrant city of Malaga, Spain. So we are official media partners at the event and it is really bustling here on the second and final day of the expo. So also thank you to FICMA for partnering with us to produce these episodes with some of the guests. I'm I'm really excited to introduce you to our next guests here with me today. Um, So we're for this episode, we're traveling back very close to Barcelona um, to the very important town of Villa de Cannes. So with me today, um, I have two great people representing um, the, the city. Um, first off, I have Jordi Natson. He's the deputy mayor of the municipality of Villa de Cannes. Welcome, Jordi. Welcome. Thank you. And um, also with him, um, to show also this other other side, so Jordi represents kind of the p- politics side, right? Um, Alicia uh, Valle, she's the general manager for the municipality. Hello. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Um, so um, I have a little question for you to get us started. Um, and uh, it's our teaser question. Um, and my question is to both of you, if Villa de Cannes were a superhero, what would be its superpower? <laughs> wow. wow, it's a very complicated question. Um, uh, superpower. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think, Alicia? Well, um, if uh, Villa de Cans would be a character, would be Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, we'll talk later. We have a lot of women working on, on the direction of the, of the city council, but also uh, doing great projects around the city. So Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, I love it. Uh, do you agree? Do you uh, have yeah, another? I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but uh, in addition to uh, the comment of Felicia, uh, I think also uh, we we like, we enjoy with a very ambitious project. Uh, so uh, the power is that uh, the easy projects for us is not um, a challenge, um, but uh, the great projects for us are mm, uh, motivation. So. Maybe the power is uh, the superpower is to to to, to face uh, this uh, big project, big challenge, with a point of view in the local, but also with a global point of view. Yeah, I love that. I actually was hosting a, a webinar for one of our EU projects around small and medium-sized cities, and um, the mayor that was representing the the city, a, a small city in um, in Germany, was saying that. Um, something something very similar to that around uh basically just don't be afraid because you're small right just tackle it so yeah i love it um okay so i want to give the listeners a little bit of background into your you who you are what's your background what led you here um so jordi i'd love to hear from you first um where did you come from? <laughs> well, I, I am from Villa de Cannes. Uh, oh, originally, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my my grand, uh, I'm from Villa de Cannes. My grandfather, um, grandmother was from Villa de Cannes. Wow. Uh, so I am uh, Villa de Cannes, uh, several generations ago. 
So, and I, I am also a deputy mayor, as you commented before, but I, I am also a scientist. So I am a physical atmosphere, atmosphere scientific a degree, a PhD. And I work also in the university uh, uh, in the investigation of atmospheric science. And uh, this is uh, also an opportunity for uh, the political point of view. So my background is both uh, political and uh, scientific. Yeah, very interesting background. Um, just a little follow-up question there. How do you think like physics and politics interact? Ooh, this is a very uh, complicated question, <laughs> a very interesting question, yeah. because I think the, the both uh, worlds are um, uh, connecting points. And so I think that political can help uh, physics and physics can help political. So it's a... Um, two ways, uh, uh, relationships. Do you have an example? I'm just trying to picture it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> example. Uh, yeah, I think for instance, uh, this, yeah, this is a weird question. A yeah. weird question. Uh, for me, uh, I think um, when you are writing a paper, for instance, or an investigation, and you submit this paper to a journal, uh, their peer review um, uh, evaluated your, your paper. And it is extremely important that uh, the coherence and, uh, of the model or the, the, the investigation that you are doing uh, the basic the basic point is that uh, the coherence of all terms or, or items in the paper. So in, if we move uh, this idea to the political world, in my opinion, it's the same. So when you have a project, a political project, uh, there is a, uh, the coherence with this, the, in this project with all the political that you are doing, doing should be the same than a scientific uh, point of view. So yeah, it's the yeah. coherence and the rigor of uh, all the projects that you are doing. Very good example. Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to picture this interaction. So thank you for, for <laughs> yeah, laying that out. Yeah, but sometimes it's very complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, Alicia, I, I love to hear about your background. I know it's also quite interesting how you came here. So, well, I'm not from Viladecans. I don't live in Viladecans, but all my adult life, um, I've been working there. So I started working in Viladecans in my last year of college. Oh, wow. A little bit. A long time ago. <laughs> so now I've been working in Biladacans yeah, about 27 years and with different roles. Okay, I started, uh, was doing some practice in the, in the law team in Biladacans with, uh, with, my, with my partners there. And I developed all my career, professional career in Biladacans. And I'm, I feel like I'm from Biladacans in some way also. No, yeah. I don't sleep in Biladacans, but almost the rest of my life I do, I do it there. So I'm in love with the city, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very, very nice. Um, I also understand you have a background in law. Yes, I'm a yes, uh, I'm a lawyer, and um, I'm specifically I'm an urban urban lawyer. So I'm always I've been always related uh, with uh, the design of the city. Um, I think with a very interesting point of view that is also in the rest of our team and um, is uh, talking about design of the city, uh, but with a point, uh, a very, very interesting point of view, because we work um, with the citizens in the middle of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's um, absolutely one of the priority of the, of the design team. So 
maybe that's one of the characteristics of Villa de Cannes that it's different from other places. Yeah, really putting citizens at the forefront of the conversation. So, mm -hmm. and, and I know Barcelona area is also the metropolitan region is really focusing on that mm -hmm. um, this year. I, I just had an episode around democracy as the Barcelona won the European capital of democracy this year. Mm -hmm. So we're talking mm -hmm. a lot about these participatory mm -hmm. processes. So. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. Um, so I would love, I, I, I understand, Alicia, that you, um, that Villa de Cannes is also co-chair of the Impulso Network. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the network and what that entails? Yeah. Um, Impulso is a, is an, a network from, from cities of Spain that um, is a, it's a network uh, from the government of Spain with uh the science and innovation uh, part of the government very involved um, during during the process. We are almost 90 cities actually in the in the network, uh, doing a lot of um, a, lo a lot of work related with innovation and science. That's uh, the main mm -hmm. part of the work that the that the network is doing actually. Um, I think for. If I have to to tell one thing super interesting about this this Impulso network is that is an ecosystem for the exchange of experience, mm -hmm. and um, it's very active. Uh, we do a lot of uh, team building uh, from people that works for the cities, and it's very different from other networks that exist actually in Spain and. And in the rest of Europe, because um, uh, it's a it's a floor to exchange a lot a lot of knowledge and uh, to help each other. So I think this is very powerful. Um, maybe it's an example to other networks that maybe are more classics in the way they work, you know. And Impulso is very very different about the methodology, and uh, it permits you to develop some innovation culture programs in the city councils but also in the cities so mm -hmm. i think it's a good example to to check to people that are interested uh, to work in these uh, ecosystems yeah yeah very interesting so how do you think um i, I guess that you are bringing many challenges to the table uh, with the network right how do you how in practice like how does that work like mm -hmm. can you give an example well we have um different uh work groups mm -hmm. okay and uh, we work by challenges which is uh, very interesting every every work group have a challenge to put together all the knowledge of the cities and try to advance in this uh, in this challenge. For example, we have one group uh, that is working very hard about um, how the uh, law, the in uh, but talking about innovation affects the work uh, of the cities, and that's very hard because when you are alone doing that in your city and you're not able to share the experience with others, it's hard to advance. So for me, that's the most important um, work group that we are working now, okay? Is yeah. how, to, how can we uh, change the, the, the low frame in, in the state, in Spain, to advance to success in the super important goals we have as a cities 
for the 2030, for example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Jordi, I want to also ask you about another thing that I heard about, which is the, the Green Leaf Awards. Mm -hmm. I understand that um, your, your, your municipality has, has, is one of the finalists, yes. right? Um, so what um, sustainable practices is Villa de Cannes recognized for? Like, how does this award work? Yeah, we are in the final of the relief uh, next October. Uh, in, in three three weeks uh, ahead, we will, we went we we will go to to Tallinn. Uh, okay, and so the um, the relief for us uh, is very important and is the point uh, to point to put the point in in the middle uh, of the all the political uh, in the sustainability that we are doing. The basic one is that we want to become a carbon neutral city in 2030. So this is a very important challenge, and this is a, trans a transformation tool uh, for all the cities. So uh, uh, with this goal, we involve uh, all the sectors in the city, from mm -hmm. uh, the citizens, uh, the enterprises, uh, the, the administration. Um, and this is now we are in, the in this line, but we are several uh, years and decades ago that we are working in the sustainability. As you commented before, Barcelona metropolitan area is a big metropolitan area. We are uh, 15 kilometers to the south of the of the Barcelona, Barcelona city, in the middle of the delta of the, the river, the Llobregat river. Mm -hmm. So uh, the development of the city has uh, done in the, the last decades in respecting uh, all the environment that we have. We have uh, five uh, different ecosystems in the in the municipal term, from the mountains with a very characteristic Mediterranean landscape to the coast, to the line, to, to the coastline, with a very uh, environment protected by the, EU, uh, the European Union, and all and the uh, agriculture area and the urban ecosystem with many, many trees and different uh, political actions. Uh, and very close to the airport. Uh, so the airport um, uh, is not for us, uh, has been a very an opportunity for the preservation of the old landscapes that we have uh, surrounding the airport that is in the Villa de Cannes. And all these, um, the, the, this uh, picture uh, with a very um, uh, active political, political actions uh, for um, in different items, uh, water, energy, uh, um, trees, landscapes. So uh, for us, Green Leaf uh, is the point that uh, summarizes all the actions that we are doing from now and from different years uh, with different topics uh, and items. Uh, so um, we think uh, that Villa de Cannes is one of the most sustainable cities uh, in Spain, probably, or in we are sure of that. And um, okay, for us, Green Leaf is a very, very challenge. Uh, um, we are very motivated for this final uh, in next October. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to to hear all about that in coming up next month, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, That's yeah, good, good luck on that. <laughs> um, but I'm just wondering, how does that align with the sustainable development goals? Yeah. The, the basic line uh, is uh, the participation of people, of, of citizens, uh, that power cities uh, in the change of the energy, energy transition. So uh, the Bilabat project was a, a European project from Urbac, that this was uh, the change in the model in the city. In the city. So uh, with the line that we are going to become a 
carbon neutral city, we need to reduce emissions. Uh, so it is a change in mobility, change in the energy consumption and uh, the management of the energy. Uh, and then if we want to offset uh, the emissions, we need to, uh, to, to change the, the mind and to change the management of the uh, trees, parks, garden, and the surrounding. So the basic lines are in energy, sorry, and in water. Uh, also, we are um, uh, doing a very uh, actions with two, two, for instance, two different, um, uh, um, how to say, uh, two different um, uh, ways for the mm -hmm. for the water for the water mm -hmm. for the for to wash and, and potable water and drink, drink oh, potable yeah. water. And so um, we are um, in many, many uh, different uh, items with uh, sustainability. We are in a, in a very, I think, in a very good line uh, to become a very a reference city in, in sustainability. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is the biggest challenge that you're facing? That, that's the biggest bottleneck the to big, reach in that? The big challenge is to become, uh, in, in seven years, a carbon neutral city. And in 2050, uh, to become a negative uh, Positive carbon city. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the big challenge because this challenge means to transform many, many, many things in the city and to change uh, very social uh, and actions. And so it's not only uh, with uh, reduce or change the mobility from carbon, for um, uh, fuel to electric, maybe, but also to change the mind of uh, the citizens and the administration. So in in, in this line, so this is a big challenge. So you for think us. mindset is the yeah. is the biggest challenge that you see? Yeah, yeah, because in a scientific point of view, it is very clear that uh, we need to do. But now is to change in a social. So the climate change and this carbon um, neutral carbon uh, uh, goal. Uh, this is a also a social project. Yeah. So here, um, uh, environment, social. And technology are mixing to become uh, a carbon neutral city and to to face this goal. Yeah, you have to take a very holistic view of it, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So, which policies do you think are the most instrumental in shaping this goal in 2030? For us, one of them is the participation of uh, the citizens, uh, mm -hmm. because this is not only um, uh, an issue of the government. Uh, we are now. Uh, working in four different uh, sectors, uh, the enterprises, citizens, administration, and the uh, academia. And so uh, this method of work, uh, um, we are not only the, the government um, define a line, but all these sectors are working together uh, to face uh, this challenge. And so this is one of the most important uh, uh, items or or changing that we are doing now, yeah. the, the governance. Of. Very interesting. And and applause to you also for, for taking that step to say 2030. It, the time is, seven years is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like already yesterday, basically, in times of uh, We're in working. a hurry. We're yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alicia, I want to talk about a, a really cool innovation model that I heard about mm -hmm. and that you guys are working on. Um, it's called MIA, M-I-A. Mm -hmm. um, 
Can you walk us through what this is, the key principles, all of that? Yeah, well, I will start for the beginning and uh, taking the words from, from Jordi, no? Well, as I said, Bilal Akans is co-chairing the, the network of Impulso, no? And this position allows us to accelerate uh, the work aim at the inclusive, green and digital transformation. So, mm -hmm. um, and that we planned uh, that uh, that we, we, we won't face that the, the twenty thirty with this with these points very 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 strong on our on our line. Bilalacans, um, as I said, has put um, the quality of life of our citizens on in the middle of the of the public policies, and to do all that. I mean to become this this evolution uh, of the city, and to improve the quality of life of our citizens, we had to change things inside the city mm -hmm. council, inside the organization, the culture. I mean the change is uh, changing so so fast, and the administration sometimes is so 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 slow, <laughs> and so classic in the middle. So. To face all the challenges that Jordi has already explained to you and others that we have in education and just to be an inclusive city, we had to change things inside the, the city council. And we like to talk about a, a slow revolution, okay, because um, it is a revolution that we have to face inside our, our culture. And uh, to do that, um, we, um, we have constructed this model together with our, our workers, okay, because that was, um, as uh, Jordi said, all the changes in the city are co-created with the citizens and our model of innovation, MIA, has been constructed with our workers. So they're a very active part of the concept of the conservation of the of the model. And uh, to to construct the model, innovation was uh, the the the, the main the main active to, to think about how we can change uh, the way we do inside. And uh, what we did was to uh, think about the four challenges in the city, okay? Education, environment, energy, and um, inside a transformation, digital transition. And we built four groups to decide how the strategy of the city uh, was going to be and how the organization has to change to face those challenges. So we put all these brains together to work and uh, the conclusion was that we had to face uh, very, very deep transformations of the process. Uh, we, uh, we have been working the last 30 years, maybe, and uh, so we we have to to change um, the verticality of uh, the way we uh, face the the projects and become an a transverse transversal transversal, yeah. transversal organization. That's all. That's are very easy words, easy words, but very hard to face because. 
um, the law in Spain and also in the rest of Europe, when you work uh, in uh, this uh, kind of organization, the public organization, are very, very close. And to become a transversal organization affects the way um, that the workers from public uh, organizations um, are used to work and they have in their in their rights. So you have to be very persu persuasive and you have to face that maybe that maybe um, the idea of the change has to become from bottom to top and not mm -hmm. top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have you have you produced any material about this model? Yes, we have we have a project, we have some awards. We yeah. have some awards from to Mia, and um, our materials are about the middle uh, because we have uh, we work with agile. Okay, we we change um, the metal, the meth the middle, and uh, also we have the, some demonstration projects. Okay, we have twenty four demonstration projects using Mia as uh, the metal of work. So yeah, because we would love to share it. I think this will be super interesting for our audience to to also take a look at the deeper material Absolute, on this. So, absolutely, yeah, would would love to share that. Um, I want to so with at the time that we're at right now, technology is evolving so quickly. The digital landscape is evolving so quickly. How do like innovation models kind of uh, keep up with that change? You know. You are meaning with the technology, how technology are changing or the influence of the, the new technologies yeah. in all this model and the political in the city. Yeah, yeah. as you commented, the technology is moving very fast. Uh, so we can imagine that what we happens in uh, 10 years ahead, for instance, because all technology is changing very fast. But I think now at this point, um, technology for us, for instance, uh, is very, uh, we are uh, um, applying uh, new technologies in the city with uh, many, many sensoring in, in the streets. Uh, we now are working in a, in a very, in a room with a high technology uh, to control all the different parts of the city. And uh, we are applying uh, uh, artificial intelligence, for instance, in, in several applications for citizens. Uh, and we now are in um, testing uh, how these um, tools that we have, how the uh, application of the intelligent artificial, uh, artificial intelligence uh, can help and improve all these uh, tools. So, um, for instance, uh, the, the electrification uh, in the mobility, for instance, uh, with a new applications or uh, go on. So it's, it's a very a large list of uh, different uh, application of technology. But how this technology will change the city in um, maybe five years? Uh, it's a very uh, difficult uh, yeah. question to answer. Uh, so we don't know because all is changing very fast, as you commented. Um, yeah, but you you are somehow being quite agile with how you're you're already adapting AI, et cetera. And this is a challenge that many cities have. How do you, what do you think contributes to this agility? How are you able to adapt quickly? Well, in 
for us uh, is absolutely super important to capacity our workers, but also the citizens. Mm-hmm. And we've been um, boosting some programs to, cap- to to do all that work with uh, citizens and, and um, to our workers because the work has changed. I mean, uh, you cannot work in the same way that uh, two years ago. I mean, before COVID, you know, <laughs> yeah. is uh, everything has changed, and I think uh, we have to focus on people and not in technology. As uh, Jordi said, technology is a tool, and uh, to to achieve more quality of life yeah. for our citizens. Yeah. That is in the middle of our policies, and for sure, we have to don't leave anyone in this road. For instance, a, a, a sample, a sample, a very quick sample. We have a, a coin, a, a currency, a local currency, the Bilabat coin. Mm-hmm. Bilabat coin is a currency, a legal uh, currency. One euro is one Bilabat, and so uh, citizens can uh, get uh, Bilabat coins, uh, saving energy uh, and uh-huh. contracting green energy. And now, for this is was the original project, but now we are adapting this project to the new times. To the new time, and so for instance, now, if you are, if you move or you go as, as, as a citizen to go to the um, to the gym, to the public gyms, we have several machines. What you can do running, you can running there, and you are creating energy. Uh, so yeah. if you reach, for instance, uh, uh, 10 kilowatt hour uh, of energy in one month, uh, you will get a currency, and then this currency oh. you you spend this morning uh, in the local uh, shops. In the city, when these shops, if these shops uh, are green energy or saving uh, plastic bags, uh, etc., so uh, technology is a, a, a power um, tool, but always thinking with citizens. So this is the key point, and citizens uh, are uh, motivated uh, for the changes and very slowly, in a very slow path, we are transforming the, ma- the mind or the way uh, to. Um, to the use of technology uh, in the city with the citizens. This is the base point. I love that use case. It's really cool. Incentivizing health and uh, participation from citizens and (laughs) economic development at the same time. So, yeah, (laughs) I love it. Um, The last thing I want to ask you about in this main interview part is, um, Alicia, you you mentioned yesterday that it's uh, your 80% of your directive team consists of women, um, which is quite rare in the city (laughs) landscape. I mean, I think uh, both of us know that we're quite accustomed to being the only woman in a room um, in in when you're looking at urban leaders. predominantly male and of course that is changing but how I more want to emphasize how do you think that this gender diversity is influencing your city's approach Um, I want both of you to answer if that's okay Mm -hmm. well our major is men (laughs) okay yeah and I mean the selection of our team is is for the profile absolutely I mean is I want I, I I want to say that because it's not because you know we're it's not a political decision. It's just he decided to have the best people for the for the job, and eighty percent we're women. Just so what is to be women. Yeah, yeah. What, is, what is great, and it's it's a, it's a, a really a, a shame that in other organizations, as you said, 
you say exactly the inverse, 28% or 10% women in direction. And and in the second line, there's in, in private organizations, there's a, a lot of women, but not in the first chair. Yeah, so yeah. now what is, is very painful for for all the, that the good uh, women, the directives that they want uh, uh, when, I mean, uh, to, to improve in their careers. So we are absolutely an exception and that's a bad thing, but we're really happy in Miladecans about that and we love to, to explain it. I think there's one point that uh, maybe in the, in the mindset of, of women is that is uh, inclusive. I mean, we, we, like, we like to do our projects or to introduce in our projects the inclusive like a main issue. And that absolutely uh, represents a change in the policies uh, that we are implementing in Villa de Cans. Because uh, in my case, I'm a mom. My, my son now is six, 16 years old and he, he's very, you know, he can go alone to school and everything. But I have other partners that now are directors that have small kids and they have to conciliate and to... So that thing that maybe it is an anecdotic, it is not. But when you are programming something in the city, you think about the, these, these things. You cannot, yeah. you know... Uh, have a call for a meeting at seven because it's not the time. I mean, we have families, we have, and that's just an example. Also, with uh, maybe eighty percent of women take care about the grandfathers or the you know the old people of the family. Uh, so that point of view of the take care about the others is a. It's a, it's, a, it's a shame, but it's a very woman point of view. Yeah. So that's absolutely affects on the on the way we 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 face the the projects and the policies. And I think it's a good thing. Um, we ha we like to con conciliar to conceal. You know, we mm -hmm. are maybe the, the the way that the woman uh, faces the problems is also more about the listening, about to share different points of view. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that men uh, doesn't do that, but I think um, that's more of the characters of our personalities. It's a different way of yeah, communicating. I think, I yeah. think so, I mm -hmm. think so. So for sure, uh, we will monitorize uh, how this 80% uh, of directors has effect yeah. in the policies of the city. But yeah. it was interesting. A case of use that maybe in some years we can we can check how was how that how was that yeah yeah absolutely do you do you agree have any uh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with Alicia but uh, um, my role is a politician so uh, in, the, in the in the political uh, um, uh, list in the in the government uh, there is also there are a lot of women uh, we the men in the government I are in minority. <laughs> so we got only four uh, men and the rest are women. Yeah. women. So for, for me, it's a pleasure to work with men and women. Uh, for me, it's not the difference uh, um, because the profile is in all cases uh, excellent profile. Uh, and for me, it's uh, natural and for me, it's not uh, strange uh, to work uh, with women uh, or men. So for me, it's a natural thing. Uh, welcome to this new um uh, normality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, it's, 
nothing to comment. It's okay. It's it, it's a pleasure, and I think it's uh, uh, for me it's very strange when I go to a meeting or um, uh, a congress, and I saw or I see in a in a table all my men. Yeah. So yeah. for me it's very strange. <laughs> yeah. And the same in the university. Uh, now, uh, in, in students are, are women and men. So for for us. Um, maybe it's not an issue. No, no. Yeah. It's, uh, not. it's not. It's the normal thing. And in Villa yeah. de Cans, in technical point of view and political point of view, uh, women and men are working together with no problems. Uh, in this case, Villa de Cans, a lot of women <laughs> prevail in, in this stuff, technical and political, but it's lots okay. of strong no, women in Villa de Cans. <laughs> and, and finally, the point of view of the woman, I, I, I would like to comment that sometimes in several uh, uh, aspects, uh, the point of view of the woman are better than man. <laughs> so uh, this is a, a very a very interesting point. Yeah. And uh, women and, ma and men uh, to work together, I think it's a key point. It's crucial. It's crucial. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. I think so. Different points of view are interesting to do the best. Yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. So um, I know we're running low on time, so I would like to move on to our segment. And the segment I've chosen for today is called Trial and Error. Trial and Error. What went wrong? What mistakes were made along the way? And more importantly, what lessons were learned? Um... And this is because we've talked a lot about um, all the wonderful things you're doing, but I think it's also really crucial to talk about the lessons learned. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have an example that you can share um, about something that might have gone wrong and something that you learned from it? Well, um, some example of round, uh, round. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, sure, a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I'm now, sure. uh, if 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 I can have the floor, maybe to start and uh, talking about uh, this uh, change, this uh, slow revolution that we're doing inside the house. Um, I I like to talk about a slow revolution because we had tried the speed revolution uh, and speed revolution yeah. is not uh, good when you want to do very very deep uh, transformation so I think um, one um, of the main lessons learned is that you need the time you need the time for the yeah. change that's very important and also it's very important um, that um, thing that I just mentioned know that um, the change has to become from bottom to top or top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Only in one way, doesn't matter if it's bottom to top or top to bottom, doesn't work. The, we have to, to be very firm about everyone wants the change. Yeah. Or almost everyone wants the change. So maybe that's my that's my two example. lessons. My, yeah. My two lessons. Yeah, maybe following this this explanation, uh, one thing that is important is sometimes people uh, say that say that uh, the politician uh, never say true. Uh, okay, <laughs> and in uh, many times, uh, in my case, for instance, um, uh, several times um, um, we say something to the uh, citizens, and then, as Alicia commented before, um, the administration is too slow. Mm. And so it's not, it's true, we, well, we are doing that, but maybe we are um, 
Uh, we want to, in a political point of view, we want uh, to transfer very fast. And so the administration and the laws are very slow. And so people say, say to us, say us, okay, you, you are allowed because you said uh, this time we two years, two years yeah. ahead and this is not a reality uh, yet. So, uh, yeah, okay, we're working, well, we're working, but why? Uh, yeah, so. you raise their expectations exactly. and then you move too slow to exactly. that point instead of so, moving together at the same speed. In my yeah. case, at the beginning, uh, I was very, <laughs> how to say, too, very brave to say, we are doing that. and We're doing everything. Yeah, in two years, uh, we, we, we will yeah, get yeah. that. Uh, no, uh, not two, years, two months, <laughs> maybe two or three years. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the different the different uh, velocities, um, uh, yeah. speeds between uh, the political, ideas and the reality uh, the, this gap uh, I think is in my case it goes around at the beginning uh, because um, yeah, I, reality I, yeah I'm coming from <laughs> I am coming from the university uh, from to developing projects faster than the political yeah and so this change of velocities uh, very it's complicated. And yeah, yeah. Really, really good lessons learned. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's the last question. It's the question that we ask every single guest. And it's to you, what is a smart city? Hmm. Um, it's a good question. And I think many times about this question. Mm -hmm. For me, my smart city uh, is a uh, smart city, <laughs> as the word said. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not, I think the question, what is not a smart city? Mm. Okay, for instance, uh, a city with many trees, uh, with shadow, uh, with a, uh, a healthy city uh, by using trees, parks, gardens, uh, dense gardens. Uh, for me, uh, this is a smart, a smart city also. Mm -hmm. uh, a city where the mobility uh, is doing walking or cycling uh, and not by car in, in all uh, spaces or, or, or transects, is a smart city, and a smart city is the city that uh, citizens want, and uh, and I think we need to uh, to, to to disseminate and to uh, prop, um, and to um, how to say in a, uh, to yeah to to, to do mm. as smart citizens. Uh, so this is a smart city for for me. Yeah. Then also okay, uh, sensing uh, many items uh, to control and to. To, to increase the efficiency of the management in the city. Yeah, okay. This is mm -hmm. a smart city also. But the base of the smart city for me is uh, to have a green city with many trees, gardens, uh, etc., to change the mobility in a, in a common sense. So if you need to move uh, 20, 20 minutes walking, it's not uh, a large distance, so you can walk, you can cycling. And uh, for me, this is a smart city. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good, uh, multifaceted answer. Um, and Alicia, do you have something to add or change? Well, I think to me, um, a smart city is a smart is a smart when it's um, designed to people, mm -hmm. and um, when the city is an environment that improves the quality of life of citizens. Yeah, that's a smart. Other things for me is technology is other thing. Yeah. That's the smart city, which is uh, what we're working for. Focusing on the citizens. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, and we came full circle. We mentioned <laughs> that at the beginning and we came full circle back to the citizens. So I, I love that ending. Um, and now it's just the time to say thank you so much uh, for coming onto the podcast. It was really fun to have you and talk to you about this. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It was fun.
<laughs> and uh, to all of our listeners, don't forget you can always create a free account at babel-smartcities.eu. You can find out more about smart city projects, solutions, implementations, and more. So thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life.